And now we have squirrels throwing things at us. Yeah. I mean, this is what we get for recording in the backyard. Yeah. Very special outdoor edition of the Pros from Dover. My name's Matt. That's Jim. Alfresco. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, the Campeones Cup um, post-match uh, chat real quick here. This is, a, this is a supplemental episode of the show. Uh, we'll be back with a full episode on Monday, but we wanted to uh, just kind of talk a little bit uh, about uh, the crew winning. Yeah, we got a trophy. How, how the hell did that happen? Well... <laughs> One, no one, no one, one, no one cared about it. Yeah, that's fair. And two, apparently, and I hate to say this. Everyone cared about it? Well, everyone <laughs> cared about it. But, well, I guess Caleb Porter cared about it enough to actually coach possibly the best game he's ever coached for us. I was surprised. I was looking at the um, the shots on goal. I was surprised that it was as low as it was for Cruz Azul. Or, or shots on goal and just shots in general, because it, they had 16 shots, six shots on target. Yeah. It felt like they had, they felt like they had more than New England did the other night. Like, it felt like we were getting peppered like a fine steak. So you've seen the Star Wars movies, right? Yes. Okay, you know how the stormtroopers shoot everybody but miss badly all the time? Yes. That's kind of what Cruz Azul were playing like. That is fair. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, that's honestly, that's that's a very that's a very good analogy. Um, they kept the vast majority of possession. Um, they had, you look at the passing numbers and it's just insane. Um, they had 11 corners. Mm-hmm. And couldn't put the ball in. Yeah. I, I I don't know how we won. I'm glad we did. I watched the first half with you. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I kind of wandered around because I have yeah. not been in the north end of the stadium at all, of the new stadium, and I wanted to check that out. Um, yeah, we are, by the way. We are recording <laughs> in my backyard, and there is a fire station uh, right by, so um, you're going to get this. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> again, it's... it's I was I was out of town, so I left Wednesday right after work, and I've been basically out of town until today. This was the only time that we had available to record, and uh, Ruby's is not available uh, to record at right now. So we figured uh, a nice outdoor show with a little bit of ambience would be would be just the key. So um, hopefully there aren't any five alarm fires. <laughs> yes, that would be great. Um, so yeah, so it was a it was an interesting match. The crew played completely differently than they normally do yes uh we bunkered it in and played on the counter mm-hmm. uh which basically two one of two things happened um Cruz Azul would pass the ball around they would shoot and either miss or they would shoot and we would regain possession and then Zellerion and Nagby would run down the field really fast uh-huh. with, with Cruz Azul players chasing them and then either one or the other would get fouled, and um, Zellerion would try to convert the uh, free kick, or um, one or the other would pass to Derek Etienne Jr., and then we would lose possession. Yeah. That's basically what happened. Yeah. So, 
I'm I'm just you're you're basically what you're telling me is that um that uh Caleb Porter watched that episode of Ted Lasso the other day <laughs> where yes. they just bunker at the end of the game yes. and then get the one counter and win. Right, yeah. And uh was just like, Oh, that's a good strategy. Yeah. My distinct my most distinct memory of the game is Lucas Zeller Ryan running away from me very fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. so now we have the air conditioner on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds yeah, great. That's fine. I wonder if it's mine or if it's my neighbor's. Uh, could be both. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, yeah, we won. We won a trophy. It's probably the only trophy we're going to win this season. But, again, you know, I've been very critical of Porter in the past, and full props for him for yeah. playing in a different style and getting his team to execute that style in a way that allowed us to beat one of the best teams in the continent. The club played uh, the everybody. Everybody played a great game. Um, I, I think that it was a, it was a great. Evan Bush played great. Yeah, yeah. It was a good. It was a good showcase. It's it's you know it's bragging rights. Um, it's only the second time an MLS team has won uh, the Campeones Cup, and it now puts us. Um, in a, a tie for, I think it's third place for most trophies won by an MLS team. I think it's LA, DC, and then we and four other teams are on seven. If you include, and this is the dubious thing about this, they're including the Canadian Champions Cup in this because uh, Toronto also has no, seven, that's... which it, it's it's the list that they that they have on on uh, Wikipedia, which is why um, I, I I said it's kind of dubious, and because they're they're giving yeah they're giving Toronto FC seven cups as well, which they that was a that's a fourteen tournament. Yeah, it's not the same thing. As, well, this is a two team tournament. So. This is a two team <laughs> tournament that you can only get to by winning an all league tournament. <laughs> yes, it exactly. goes on for an entire year. Yes. so I'll take this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll um, take it. Um, so I don't know if you have anything more to talk about about the match specifically, but um, there's a couple other things related to the match that I wanted to bring up. So um, yeah, no, I I, it's, um, I just want to correct myself because oh. I, I I was waiting for that to pull up. Um, it's DC on 13 trophies, LA on 12 trophies. Uh, Toronto allegedly on nine, if you include their seven Canadian championships. <laughs> if not, they're on two. Uh, Columbus, uh, Kansas City, and Seattle on seven, and uh, Chicago on six. Everybody else has four or below. So it, it's it is um, whether or not in and whether or not anybody cares about the the whole Toronto thing um, puts us in pretty elite company as far as uh, as far as. Uh, you know, trophies in the league goes. Yeah, we so. win a lot. You, for a fan base that likes to complain about anything and everything, we actually win a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and we're only five MLS cups away from uh, beating the Galaxy, or four MLS cups away from beating the Galaxy. Okay, yeah. Right. So yeah. we'll That's, take that. There you go. We'll take that. Go ahead. Yeah. So anyway, so friend of the pod, Chris Lamacchia, went on a bit of a rant. I think late that night. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Chris. Um, he's he's the second grumpiest man in Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> and he's currently the grumpiest man in Columbus who doesn't have a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome on anytime, Chris. Absolutely. So his big complaint was, um, so in the, the, the afterglow of the victory, shall yes. we say, you know, as they're yeah. setting up the stage and the team is like treating the stage like a bouncy house, which yeah. was really a lot. That was neat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. like, yeah, half of, it's like, I think that probably... Everyone in the stadium had the same feeling. Half of it was, oh, that's really neat. And the other half of it was, oh, crap, I hope Josh Williams doesn't fall through and break his leg. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's that's Don Garber's real plan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> faulty stage. Exactly. <laughs> I'll get you my pretty. Um, so Chris's big complaint was that sort of in the afterglow of the victory, um, a lot there were a lot of drunk, exuberant people there who would have spent a lot of money on Columbus Crew 2021 Campeones Cup victories. Like I don't know bobble hats and t-shirts and hoodies and you know yep. all this stuff and the team in the league could have made a lot of money yeah they could have but none of that stuff was available and the only thing i have to say is my assumption is none of that stuff is available because the league does all of its licensed stuff through adidas and adidas doesn't really care about mls and so getting that kind of turnaround from mls just isn't going to work now I know next to nothing about how stuff, how league merchandise is sold. So um, that's it. I mean, I, it's a it's a crappy excuse, and I'm basically blaming the league and its deal with Adidas. But then the league has crappy deals with Adidas. The league has crappy deals with TV providers. The league has crappy deals with pretty much everybody. Um, and that's basically my my response to that. Yeah is is this and and and. You know, I, I might be I'm I'm not hundred percent sure on this. Is this a MLS Liga MX joint or is this a CONCACAF joint? Well, I thought it was a sum joint. Yeah. Um so if it's sum then I mean yeah, then it's on then it's on the league because the sum and the, the league are the same thing. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean you look at uh, even even MLS Cup, but you know, at MLS at MLS Cup um 2015, there was probably a lot of uh, uh, unsold uh, Columbus Crew 2015 championship merchandise that. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I wasn't able to go to the 2020 MLS Cup, but I'm sure there was shirt. There were shirts or hats or, or something along those lines. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I here's my question. I think probably scarves. I think probably something like that. Something like like that would be a way that you would actually commemorate a match. I don't. I, are, do you think that a lot of people are going to be wearing a 2021 Campionis Cup shirt around? I don't know, but Chris Lamacchia seems to think so. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, Chris, we're free on Monday if you want to come talk about it. I just, I, I'm, and 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 maybe it's just me. I wouldn't buy one. Um. So I, I that probably is tainting my my opinion. I might buy, buy a commemorative scarf of the match which i was surprised that there weren't those yeah like the double the double scarves with yeah. the cup in the center i'm surprised i didn't see those being sold i saw more Cruz azul ma- merchandise being sold well, on the street well this is the amazing thing yeah. and the other thing i wanted to bring up is i mean all of that shit was bootleg oh uh, yeah yeah and but if you didn't attend the match basically what i'm trying to describe to you is you're walking down nationwide boulevard to the stadium uh, with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of, of other people, many of whom are Cruz Azul fans. And about every block or so, there's a guy sitting next to the sidewalk in the grass or whatever with a giant box of bootleg either Cruz Azul jerseys or... Um, PSV? PS- for yeah, there's... Like the, yeah, there's, not, there's not PSG, PSG. PSG, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right, yeah. yeah. Um, the PSV is a different thing. The, yeah, the, the PS... <laughs> well, the PSV, PSV is two different things. Yeah, 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 It's Precord Sports Ventures, and it's also... Um, PSV Eindhoven, which is a Dutch, yeah. Dutch team. Yeah. Um, but this is this is really emblematic of of what you get when you have a bottom up from a top down football culture. Yes. And and Cruz Azul is definitely bottom up, and so yeah. you get a lot of we'll just say 
um, left-handed entrepreneurship. <laughs> I, I think it's great. I and, do too. and you know what? Um, I'm, I'm glad that none of those people, it doesn't seem like any of those people were harassed. Um, no. Yeah. Which, which is good uh, by, by authority figures or anything along those but they lines. Weren't sell- they weren't selling MLS gear. They weren't, um, but they were just setting up shops without peddlers licenses. <laughs> yes, I'm very true. glad that I'm very glad that that was, that was kind of overlooked. I think it added to the, uh, the atmosphere of the, of the match. And I think that it was, uh, it was an overall positive for, for, yeah, you know, I loved it for and, the evening. And I should point out, I don't know what it's like with Ipswich town, but uh, you know, something I pointed out on Twitter is that I have bought non team slash non league branded Bradford city gear inside the stadium inside the stadium inside the stadium i've bought well okay so there's an organization called friends of bradford city yeah and you join it and you get swag yeah you get gear yeah Yeah. and if you join it there in the stadium like in the in the concourse yeah they give you the swag there so it's like getting a crew union shirt or something along those like like joining crew union but they had a table inside the stadium Similar. Yeah, it's like getting a, a Korean Union bar scarf or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's like that. So I, uh, to my knowledge, there's not something like that in Ipswich, but also just the way that the stadium is so segmented off. Um, because you, you go into your gate and you're essentially in, mm-hmm. in a, there's no concourse in that stadium. There's right. no, um, you're not going to the merch table after you go inside. You're going to your seat. You're going to the concession stand. You're going to the bathroom. You're going to your seats. Yeah. Um, and the, the merch the merch uh, booth is a or not booth, but the there's there are trailers outside the stadium, and then there is a very large, very nice team shop. That is yeah, there's a team the shop. Stadium. There's a yeah. not very large, not very nice team shop at Valley Parade. But yeah, then, yeah. Um, it's a little bit different there. <laughs> uh, by the way, the Leicester City team shop is. Like the size of this block. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, now. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm talking, this is when they were in the championship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's right. I mean, no, the the Ipswich one is is very big as well. So, I mean, it's, it, it was bigger than, I'm trying to think of the ones that I've been to. It was bigger than the, it's bigger than the one at Craven Cottage. Yeah. Um, It was bigger than, are you saying that the price of real estate in, yeah, in central it, London might be a little pricey? <laughs> might, might be a, might be a little pricier. Um, yeah, it, it was bigger. Well, it was bigger than. Uh, let me think here. Um, I'm trying to remember about the Amex. I think it was about the same size as the one that I that I went to yeah. at the Amex for Brighton, and it was um, it was bigger than Hearts. Yeah, it was definitely bigger than Hearts. Yeah. Hearts store is pretty small it is yeah. um so anyway yeah. one last thing that maybe that just occurred to me while we were t- so when when i saw Leicester play in 2013 um i went to the club shop before the match i needed to get tickets and then also i went to the club shop and i bought two um i bought two replica jerseys yeah. for, for Leicester city I bought a 1963 long sleeve replica jersey and a yeah. 1986 short sleeve replica jersey. Yeah. Um, how cool would it be if, for instance, LA Galaxy fans could buy that, I don't know, that weird kaleidoscope of pastel colors jersey from their first season? It would be, it would be fantastic, but the way that Major League Soccer does it is... Uh, pawns it off on some uh, random fashion brand that's paid them a lot of money to make clothing inspired by that that isn't actual jerseys. Yeah. Uh, the the retro collection or whatever it was, the, the throwback collection that they had this year where I could spend, uh, what was it, um, 
$85 for a ringer tee that kind of looked like our first jersey. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, and, and the other thing is, is like the closeout jerseys that they have, um, you know, when you go to Europe, uh, I think I, I paid 15 pounds for a, for a black and white Ipswich jersey when I was over there. I paid 10 pounds for the previous year's second Brighton Hove Albion jersey. Yeah. It, it was, and it was not that far into the season. It was, it was not like it was the only one left. They just discounted them a lot because they wanted them gone and they wanted people wearing them. Yeah. First, you time, know? first time I was at Valley Parade, um, I bought a home Bradford City jersey and got a, an away one for free. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> See? Deals. Merchandising. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Um, I, we're going to roll through this. Let's not even take a break. It's um, fine. Because I know you got to get to the grocery store. Um, but uh, I want to talk about uh, the game on Sunday against Philadelphia at 4 o'clock. First of all, I thought this game was tonight because my uh, Google Calendar that I downloaded from the team never updated. But but on Wednesday, you told me that they'd moved it to Sunday. Yes. No, I, I but I thought that it, I thought that on I think for, I think Monday when we recorded the last show I thought that it was I thought the game was on was tonight. Fair. Um, so Philadelphia um, MLS standings. Uh, this is this is getting tight. Um, pretty much everybody caught up with us uh, as far as games played um, over on Wednesday when we were playing in Capionis Cup. Almost everybody else uh, drew even with us. Um, we are now the only teams that have games in hand on us are Philadelphia, Miami, Red Bull, and Cincinnati, which doesn't matter. Um, we are four points out of fourth place in the division, and we are currently in ninth. Yes. This is a very, very tight, tight Eastern Conference. Um, yeah, D.C. United on, uh, I mean, New England on 65 points. Uh, it's mathematically impossible for anybody to catch New England um, in the, at least in the East. Um, I haven't looked at, uh, Seattle's on 51 points. Um, it seems unlikely. It's, it's very <laughs> unlikely. I, I don't even think it's. Yeah, I don't even think it's possible. Um, then you look at uh, you've got Nashville on forty six points, DC on forty, uh, NYCFC, Philly, Atlanta, and Orlando all on thirty nine. Montreal on thirty seven, just out of the playoffs. Columbus on thirty four. Uh, Miami on thirty two. Red Bulls on thirty one. Chicago on 27, which I don't see them getting back into the picture, and then Toronto and Cincinnati uh, duking it out with Austin for the wooden spoon. Yes. So um, really at this point, everyone from 11th up could make the playoffs. <laughs> there you go. So what you're saying is this is yet another must-win game. This is another. I mean, they're all must-win games for the rest of the season. They're yeah. they're all. We we have a uh, we have a tough schedule ahead of us. We have a couple of decent. Um, we have we have we do have fortunately Chicago, but Chicago has has finished figured out how to win, or at least figured out how to play better in the last few few games. Um, they figured out how to beat us the last game, but that was that was a way we play them at home. Last game of the season, um, we've got Philadelphia this week. Philadelphia is has one game in hand on us uh, and four points on us, so we have to win this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess one thing to say about this game, and going back to the Campionas Cup for a minute, is that fortunately we were able not just to win two zero, but to win two zero and have a convincing enough looking lead or whatever early enough that 
um, that Porter was able to sub out a lot of our important players early enough so that they weren't injured and they they're going to get enough rest. Yeah, for this for this Montreal match. Yeah, I think that that's been super important. Um, you know, I think I think it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see um, how this team plays. Philadelphia, uh, I think they're going to be taking this one real seriously. They've got uh, they've got Cincinnati after us, um, so I think it's one where you 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 press more you know more your more your players into the uh, into the Columbus game, and then you uh, you know you can kind of pull off a little bit for Cincinnati because then they've got they've got Montreal, Minnesota, Nashville, Toronto, Cincinnati a second time, which shouldn't be allowed. Uh, yeah, and, and and then NYCFC to to wrap up the season. We on the other hand uh, are going to be looking at uh, Philadelphia tomorrow, Miami in a week, Nashville in two weeks, then Red Bull, then Orlando City, uh, both away, DC away, and then coming back home November seventh for uh, Chicago at home. Yeah, and a subtext to all of this is um, largely thanks to COVID teams are playing more conference matches than normal. Yeah. So that means every match that we play because the conference is so tight and because we're only essentially playing other teams in our conference. Yeah. Every match has a six potential six point swing. Yeah. I don't think, um, and I would have to, to double check, but I, I would highly doubt that there are any, intra-conference matches for the rest of the season. Yeah. Because everyone played one at home and one away. Um, our one at home was Seattle. Our one away was Austin. And that was it. Yeah. Um, and and so that also means that we got to play Chicago three times this year. Uh, uh, for some reason, we didn't play Cincinnati three times, which seems like a very easy cash grab for the league. But, uh, true, you know, it is what it is. So... Uh, Philadelphia, Columbus, tomorrow, 4 o'clock. Final thoughts? Uh, one, go crew, and I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see, um, uh, Porter take away a little bit from how he played against, uh, Cruz Azul for Sounds the rest good. of the season. Well, for Jim, uh, for Jim Bach, my name is Matt Goshert. Uh, thank you very much to Corporate Circus for the use of their song, uh, as our t- theme title and our outro music. Um, we will see you again. We'll be back on Monday, uh, 6.30. We're going to record at Ruby Tuesday. Sounds good. Um, so hopefully there won't be any fire trucks and or air conditioners in the background. Uh, air conditioners at Ruby's? Unlikely. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> For Jim Bach, I'm Matt Goshert. We're the pros from Dover. Dover.